0: Thank you, Father. Help us tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Holy
1: Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much. Amen. Amen. Your hand is still up father i want to thank you for today's meeting and the gathering of the saints the holy ones thank you that you chose zion for your habitation and for your dwelling thank you that you delight you delight in Zion, you delight in us, you prefer this place to all the dwellings of Jacob, I want to thank you for being so good to us, we thank you, we love you, in Jesus name, amen, please be seated. very softly. I want to just greet you in the name of the Lord and want to thank um, our senior pastor, Reverend William Beckson and the wife, Jennifer, the beautiful wife, Jennifer, uh, for receiving us into kingdom expression. In fact, for putting this together. I also want to thank all the pastors that are holding the hand of this man of God to do what he's doing. I have a lot of respect for a pastor. Um, now no we no man after the flesh. I, I have never known him after the flesh. I've always known him the way God revealed him to me. And um, the picture God shows me about Reverend Bexson is that of David O'odipo. Um That kind of Mantle, you know, so I've always respected that and acknowledged that. And I want to thank God that it's just a matter of time. Um, all these millions of people on this continent will follow him. Amen. I want to honor um, all the wonderful men of God that are here. Uh, pastor Isaiah uh, favoritely so-called uh, and he's amazing. I don't know if he's a pastor or uh, a prophet because he has, he has the pastoral and the usual pastor. Great pastor. I see great pastoral ministry gift at work, but just by virtue of his uh, singing, and poetic gift we know that's a prophet and we thank god so much for his life he, he came to bless us at our just ended uh, uh, jesus festival he was one of the speakers and the usual man of god i that meeting never ends it still lives on you know so much deposit it's a very, very anointed man of god let's appreciate him yeah, some of you know about his singing, more of his singing than his uh, uh, word ministration. But I know of more of his word ministration than his singing administration, actually. Yeah, because I was privileged to know that about him early enough. So, um, it's just a matter of time. You see uh, these men of God uh, f- explode to the glory of God. Amen. Uh, My esteemed friend, uh, Reverend Cousy, it's actually uh, a great honor to have you here. Let's appreciate him. Amen. And uh, uh, so God just made us to meet today to remind me that uh, uh, it's, it's high time we brought you to come and teach us things that only you can teach, you know. There are some things we cannot teach. It. I'm not a teacher by calling, so there are some things I, I just can't teach. And uh, those people who, the Lord actually told me, I didn't call you as a teacher. There are people who can teach better than you. So you just, uh, yes, we, we teach or preach. Every man of God teaches or preaches, okay, basically. Those so are the building blocks, okay. We use the word of God. So. But he's talking about just veering to go and sit in the office of a teacher thinking that I'm doing something. Uh, he says that there are people he has anointed to do that better. So I should just say what he asked me to say and sit down. So uh, that instruction has been well taken. Amen. Now, thank you. Ruler's Rally is one of the flagship, to borrow that word. I don't use that word very often, but I think this is about the second time I'm using that word. A rulers Rally is one of the flagship programs of Kingdom expression. Um, because I'm a prophet, my grace is to know things intimately. You know the thing, yeah. So I know things not as they appear, but as they are, because I'm able to discern. I'm able to discern, separate, and make distinct. So I'm able to see and tell. This is what it is. The gift of a prophet. Is the gift of understanding and understanding is comprehension discernment and the interpretation of the divine will okay the gift of an apostle is wisdom the gift of a prophet is understanding and understanding is discernment comprehension and the interpretation of the divine will so When I came in here, I think the first night we did, I did it with with Pastor Isaiah. The first night. Yeah. And I I saw clearly this vision, this mandate. I saw exactly what this commission uh, is about. And so rulers rally... Like I do in Watered Garden, I'm called to teach on the spirit life and the glory life. So, I have, every year I have conventions dubbed Days in Glory or Days of Glory, okay? Just to teach the spirit life and the glory life. So, also for kingdom expression, rulers rally just re-echoes. And uh, amplifies our mandate and our message as a church. Raising rulers and subduing the earth. It's clear. It's clear. It's like Oyerepo's mandate. It's so clear, succinct, with all brevity. So that's what we do here in Rulers' Rally. I'm just a privilege to be an attendee of rulers rally and it's so clear that is exactly what happens here it is about a dominion mandate god gave man in genesis but it goes beyond genesis because the New Testament tells us that this was before the foundation of the earth. And Adam was just a figure of the man to come. So Adam, wonderful as he was, he was just a shadow of the real man God had in mind. The man God had in mind was Jesus Christ. And the highest we could ever go is Jesus Christ. Okay? By the way, there is a man in the Godhead. There's a man in the Godhead. The man Jesus Christ. The man Jesus Christ. So this whole thing is not an afterthought. God has always intended that man should have dominion. Because in God's mind, God, It's the same word for Lord. Okay? God is the same word for Lord. And the word Lord means master or to have mastery. Okay? Or to rule. And so that's the same word for dominion. It's the same word. So in God's mind, if I'm going to create man in my image and in my likeness, then he must be Lord, or he must be a God, or he must have mastery, or he must have rulership, or dominion. So, there are many ways for it. So, the preferred word is the word leadership. The preferred word in, in secular language is leadership. It's leadership. It's leadership. God has taught me on leadership so uniquely. And by the grace of God, on my life as a prophet to understand things intimately. The Lord has taught me on leadership what exactly it is. And the Lord spoke to me when I was coming. He said, this meeting is about leadership. So I prepared a short note on leadership. But before I get into it, see, you take the spirit out of anything and you have killed it. Oh, the letter killed it. Now, the letter is the word of God. The letter they are talking about is the word of God. But you take the spirit even out of the word of God and you have reduced, reduced it to death. Take the spirit out of anything. Uh, Take the spirit uh, of leadership out of leadership. And what you have is uh, a, um, uh, a caricature, okay, of subjugating people making slaves out of people. Take the spirit from wisdom and what you have is manipulation. The purpose of marriage is not marriage. The purpose of education is not education because the purpose is the spirit, the ultimate why. The original intent. Take the spirit out and what you have, you see, that is, what, that is what has happened to humanity. We want God's structures without His Spirit. We want God's methods without His Spirit. And we want God's things without His Spirit. And God says, it's not going to work. So before I proceed any further, the Lord whispered to me while I was sitting down, I said, you need to understand that all these things works in the context of my presence. Adam was just supposed to be in my presence. And he said, don't take it out. By the way, that is another call of a prophet. You see, the call of a prophet is to make the saints partakers of the Holy Ghost. Okay, that's the call of a prophet. Apostles make the saints taste of the powers of the world to come. Teachers make believers taste of the good word of the Lord. Evangelists are the ones who make us to be enlightened, to be first enlightened. Okay, and pastors make a taste of the heavenly gift. All right? Good. So Hebrews 6 lists these five things which are the five experiences every believer must have for consummation. Okay? It's a place to point of no return. That's when our maturity is consummated. Okay? Somebody falls from there. Uh, he cannot be reconciled again. Okay. All right. So the Lord whispered to me that these things work in my presence. They work with the Holy Ghost. They work when I'm involved. Yesterday I was preaching somewhere. In fact, I took the microphone. The Lord spoke to me again. He said, In whom the building fitly free. He said, Look, this thing, this building, is Jesus who holds it together. This this thing is the foundation stone, he is the cornerstone, he is the capstone. Other foundation can no other man lay than lay, which is Christ. The Bible says that we are built upon the foundation of the prophets, the foundation of the revelation. That came from the prophets prophets and apostles' appreciation of the Lord. Their revelation is what we are built on. And Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. The Lord said, you can't, you can't take him out. You can't push him over. You can't imagine. He is the main man. Amen? Amen? And now, he whispered to me, he said, everything works. All these things works." In the context of the presence of God, it works in the will of God. It works with the help of the Lord, okay, divine enablement. It works in the favor of the Lord. Somebody said that prophet Manasseh said, if for two months you haven't talked about the Holy Spirit, you are backsliding." And when the person said this, that that's what Prophet Manasseh said, it became like a check on me. If I go two months without mentioning, without referring to the Holy Spirit, I know I'm backsliding. <laughs> you dry, you hustle, huh? things will be tough for you. I'm telling you. Don't, don't play, don't play, Quran. You know his name? His name is Holy Spirit. Now, on the average, there are about 50 names of the Holy Spirit, okay? somebody has been able to list all the way up to 144 names of the Holy Spirit. But all of all his names, which reveals his uniqueness in the Godhead, his speciality, and his ministry. Out of all the names, the favorite is the Holy Spirit. And I wrote a book on the Holy Spirit. And to know him, you must understand his name. His name is Holy. Comma, Spirit. Yeah, that's what you find in the Greek Holy is his surname. And spirit is his name. And I explained that. God the Father is holy and he's a spirit. He's not called Holy Spirit. God the Son is a spirit. He's holy. He's not called Holy Spirit. Now this third person, he is holy and he's a spirit and he's called Holy Spirit. And I was explaining that if you ignore These two things about the Holy Spirit, you're out. Because 90% of everything about him is in these two names. Holy, reverence. Holy, reverence. That's the first thing you need to know about him. What you do to holy things is you revere them. But the other part of the name which is spirit. Okay, I'm not talking about that. Uh, we'll get into that some other time. The, the, it's the vital force. Do you, did you know that he's the spirit of the spirit? He's the spirit of Jesus. Jesus is the spirit, but he's the spirit. Are you aware that he's the spirit of God who is the spirit? He's the spirit of the spirit. In other words, when you break God down, wah, the cell, the smallest unit of God, he is the a vital force, he's the life of the life. So, you see, when you take him out, life is gone. Don't even try forgetting about him, okay? To be spiritually minded is life and peace. So, just keep your mind on him, okay? You'll be fine. No, no, <laughs> no you'll be fine. Yeah, just be in, t- you'll, be, you'll be always fine. Hallelujah. 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 Are you aware that the most important activity in existence is communion? The most important. One day I preach a sermon on the 10 most important things in your life. And when I finished preaching, I came to ask myself, where I got the audacity from? No, how do you even know the most important things in existence? How do you even know that? You may just be guessing. But I found out that the grace on a prophet's life, the gift of understanding, makes him know things spiritually discerned, you know, they are spiritually interrogated, they are spiritually examined, they are spiritually appraised, they are spiritually, you, you know them. The most important activity in existence, past, present, future, is communion. Amen. Now, when God created Adam, he created Adam in his likeness and his image. It was enough. Full stop. Why did God come back to bless them again? A man was created in the likeness, in the fullness, in the likeness and in the image of God. Now God comes back and God blessed them and said. God was, why did God do that? You see, God blessed them and said. So God was giving them his word. That's what God was doing. The blessing was the commandment, and the commandment was the blessing. He said, be fruitful, multiply, and have dominion. It was a commandment, but it was a blessing. God blessed them, and God said, because in God's mind, the command is supposed to be a blessing, and the blessing is supposed to be a command. That's what we have in the New Testament. The commandments in the New Testament are actually the blessings, and the blessings are the commands. In fact, the Bible talks about the commanded blessing. When brethren dwell together in unity. He's talking about the church. There God commands the blessings. Even life forever. The commanded blessing. The blessing is the command. How everybody can see that in, for the believer, every command is a blessing and every blessing is a command. Be fruitful. Multiply. Feel the earth, have dominion. God gave his word to Cain. It's a Sin it's desires to have you. I see sin groping at your door and his desire to have you, but thou shall rule. He gave them. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. he threw the word of God away. God gave Cain dominion even over sin. And thou shall rule over Cain threw away. Everybody who throws away revelation and throws away God's word in the Bible. That is why people fail actually. That's the the, the only reason why people fail. Okay? Adam didn't fail because he ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It was because he refused to eat of the tree of life. Adam rejected the word of the Lord. Every time God came into the garden, you know I was, in, I was in the Garden of Eden that day. If all the days God came, I was around. And I can tell exactly what God was saying. Every time God came into the garden, every time, not even one time out, every time he came, you know what he did? He said, Adam, eat the tree of life. Eat the tree of life. That's all God was saying. Every time God came. But Adam never believed God. How do I know? He never ate the fruit. Because believe is the same as eating. Eating is the physical. Putting food into your body. Believe is putting the word into your spirit. It's the same thing. That's why you say G, D. Okay, you take and eat. Okay. When he... Oh, come on. When he took into his spirit and ate, the one he took and ate... That was the one he ate physically. All the time God was speaking to him, never believed. He never received an ate. When the devil spoke to him, he believed the devil. That's how come he ate the tree of death. Now, let me prove to you that every time God came into the garden, all he was saying was eat the tree of life. You see, the word, Jesus is the word of God. The tree of life was, was Jesus. And the only thing God would tell you is Jesus. God who spoke at sundry times in diverse manners, you know, to our fathers, has in this last day spoken. All God was saying was eat the tree of life. That's that's all God would want to tell you. All God would want to tell you is about his son. That's all. In fact, Jesus is the very word of God. So every time God came into the garden and spoke, he was pointing to the tree of life. But Adam never took it. Anyway, the point is that there was a tree of life in the garden and then God was also coming into the garden. Why? Because God loves communion and God's, God, God loves communion. God, God loves communion. And God is saying that we should not ignore His presence in all these things we are doing. It's very important. Amen. Everybody say amen. Amen. All right. Let's try and see if we can do this. Let's try and see if we can do this. Um, Can we do this? Sure? Now, God's idea for man is dominion. God's idea for man is dominion. Is that correct? Is that correct? And we said that that is the word we use for, it, it, that word actually dominion. To rule over, to have mastery. The same word for Lord, God, uh, mastery, rule. It's the same thing. Are we here? Now, but God's will for man is dominion. Say God's will for man is dominion. How do I know? He said, let's make money in our image and let him have dominion. Correct. It's right there. So it's not a guesswork. God's will for man is dominion. Now, the word is domain union. You've heard that before. The word dominion is from two, two words, domain and then union. That's why I said, let them. He didn't say let him. It is domain and union. That's why he created man and woman and said, let them. Because you can't have dominion alone. You are, not, you are not omnipresence. You are not omnipresent. You'll just be in your corner somewhere. If it's only you. Let them have dominion. Let them unite to dominate. So that is see, that's where leadership comes in. That's that's, that's what that's what that's 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 the meaning of the word. Look at me. Say the word is leadership. Yes. Now, let's define leadership. Now, there are so many definitions for leadership. I will give you my definition. Because I read all the definitions, I studied all the definitions. I'll give you my, my definition is the best one. Okay? I read all the definitions. Okay? Now I'll give you a definition, a working definition by John Hagee, John Haggai of the Haggai Leadership Institute. Uh, you know, now we don't know about him. Now a lot of you don't know about him, but old school, every one of us knows about him. So, I want to use his definition, and I'll give you my definition. But I want us to use his definition as a working definition for leadership. Now, is that leadership is the discipline of exerting special influence within a group. Towards goals of beneficial permanence, which fulfill the real needs of the group. Leadership is the discipline, is first of all a discipline of exerting special influence. Now, you know, John Maxwell talked about leadership is influence. Exerting special influence, the discipline of exerting special influence within a group, towards goals of beneficial permanence. Make us idols. I, Make us gods. God, do we make them? Hello. So, Aaron made gods for the people because these people will kill me. That's not the real needs of the group, but because it was convenient for him and he knew the people were going to stone him. So, he said, okay, if this is what you want, you can get it. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Some people want to be, some men want to be women, and some men want to be men. So, um, all the prayers, we pray that a black man should also become uh, an American president. His legacy is to institutionalize. That's not a leader. It is not, goal, it is not towards goals, of, but he has his wife and his children there. <laughs> but he just, okay, if this one, we just collect it so that he'll be free. It's convenient. Goals of beneficial permanence, which fulfills the real needs of the group. What a definition. But let's just do this. It's a discipline. It's a discipline. Now, qualities of a leader, there are many key things about every leader. But you know that one of the key things about leadership, of every leader is his discipline. All right? John Maxwell wrote a book on developing the leader in you. He just talked about leader, uh, all the qualities of a leader. And then you look at them. And then you rate yourself maybe on a scale of 1 to 10. And see where you are. And see all the qualities and see which one to improve. Basically, it's about it. Now, but it's a discipline. Because... Leaders seem to just have a kind of energy that is unexplainable. You know where that energy comes from? It comes from discipline. The people you admire the most are not more talented than you. They are only disciplined. And that seems to be extra energy when all of us are tired. It is, the word is discipline. It's as simple as that. Now, it's the discipline of exerting special influence. Now, this, this is what people have been looking for all, all through time. That special thing. You know, we have something we call, in a study of success, there's something called the law of slight edge. You've heard it before the law of slight edge. They say those who made it big and those who almost made it, they just just something little. <laughs> they don't know what that little thing is. It is called favor. It's called favor. It's an, inse- it's an essential ingredient. The last thing a leader falls from is favor. You can commit the greatest blunder on earth. If you haven't fallen from favor with the people, you are intact. Do a little mistake. If you fall from favor, you are finished. That is why everybody needs favor and a lot of it. Jesus grew in favor. Master, if Jesus had to increase in favor, you need a lot of it. Uh, If 100 people qualify for the job, who gets the job? It's as simple as that. You all qualify. You all have the same qualification, the same level of effective, the same level of skill. Which rest the interview, you all. Who takes it? For some reason, we don't know. We just want to. Now, you exert a kind of influence. Because remember that it is winning people's followership and cooperation, making people follow you without question. It's a special influence. The other thing there, element there is wisdom. Usually, when people, when they mention the qualities of a leader, this is the one they miss. They miss, but this is the most important. Reverend, Moses led a minimum of 1.5 million people. He pastored them, fed them, led them. One of the greatest leaders of all time. A minimum. Bible says 600,000 footmen. People who could go to war were 600,000. So if you are the children and the women, the least is 1.5. There were a lot of people. Moses and if you care to know, Moses was actually literally pastoring the people one one by one until Jethro came in. The guy was just great. Now, what is what is the secret? Well, it's difficult to guess. But the Bible now let the cat out of the bag when he said, and Joshua, the son of Manan was full of the spirit of wisdom because Moses, the man of God, has laid it down on him. Oh. So that was what he was using. Now the thing about wisdom is the ability to get it right. Now, we have another word for it in the Bible. It's called right. You see, successful people are not necessarily people who know everything. They just know what to do per time. This guy is a businessman. He, he's not a professor at business. He didn't go to London School of Economics. He didn't do business at Harvard. The guy is just a business guy. And guy is just you, know, just... you don't have to know everything, but you must know what to do. In fact, MacModon said the most important thing to know is what to do next. Now, in the Bible... God says the qualification of a leader, number one is he must be just. So throughout the whole of the Old Testament, anybody that will be a leader, the first qualification is he must be just. In the New Testament, he must be blameless. Same thing. David said he who will rule among men must be just. Ruling in the fear of God. Anytime they wanted to choose people in the Old Testament, they say, look for somebody who is just, who doesn't take bribe, and so and so and so and so. In the New Testament, you must be blameless or you must be above reproach or you must be of honest report. From the qualifications of a bishop through the Acts, is it Acts 6 or Acts 5? The choosing of the 11, uh, seven uh, deacons. Six, Acts 6. is the same thing. That's number one. A bishop must be blameless. First qualification of a leader he must be just. Now, this word "just" or blameless" or whatever, the preferred word is the word "righteous. The reason is, righteousness is how is the basis for every other dealing. Every other thing we have in Christ stems from righteousness. Let me explain to you what it is. You see, righteousness is the ability to get it right. You remember the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Good and evil were all on the same tree. So when you take the tree, once you take the good, you are taking the evil. Why? Because of the law of sin and death. It's a vicious cycle of sin and death. It's like the unbeliever. When he does good things, it's called dead works. When he does good, evil things, it's called bad works. So whatever he does is either good or dead. Sorry, it's either bad or dead. His good works are the dead works. His bad works are the bad deeds. So the unbeliever, because he's dead, he's in a vicious circle of sin and death. So the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the thing is good, but the good in the tree is death. And the bad in the tree is the bad. That is the law that oppresses in, in, for the fallen man. Do you understand? So it's not about doing good. The devil has fooled the world with it all the time. Once the thing is good, people think it's okay. It's about being right. Now, the thing can be good. Once it is not right, it is Wrong. Now, if the man is dead, his works, he, at the best, is still dead. Are we here? So if the man is wrong, his deeds are wrong. So before you do any righteous work, it means that you yourself, you must be right. So righteousness is being right before God. God says you are the right man. You are right. Before what you do is right. So righteousness is being right. You are right in the present. You are right before God. Not guru. How many of you know the word authority and power? What's the difference? Authority is the right power or the right to power. Hey, they don't have the right to the power. So th- so this word righteousness that's where everything stems from. Everything stems from there. Leadership is basically getting it right and making other people do the right thing. That's what it is. Are we here? Now I I want to tell you the purpose of leadership. The purpose of leadership. Or let me give you my definition of leadership. I'll give that to you in a moment. But let me give you the purpose of leadership. The purpose of leadership. You know the purpose of leadership? Is to bring people into their inheritance. Where their inheritance is their purpose and potential. Unto these people will you thou divide an inheritance. Who is that wise and faithful servant that the Lord may appoint over his house to give meat to everybody? Now the purpose of leadership is to bring people into their inheritance. Where their greatest inheritance is God's purpose for them and they manifesting their potential, living out their potential. That, that is all about it. So, you see, we all, our leadership will be rated by where we have brought the people to. You know, we all do that. We throw the coins to everybody, you take it and go. Because you don't want the people to disturb you. So, like the, the guy at the gate called Beautiful, you, you drop your coin, your conscience tells you you are okay, good to go. But nobody wants to put a guy on his feet. You know, nobody really wants to, you know, need to collect and go. Collect and go. And we feel we we are happy, you know, dropping it for people and we we feel big. We feel good about it because they are depending on us. They are depending on us. And we are the one providing for them. And we are happy and we, you know, and we have become like some God to them. When the person that God has created, what is in that guy is even greater than you. You, you, the guy who think you, you are helping him. Helping the person find his potential, his purpose. You are there doing your own thing, self, being selfish. You think this is about you? There's no domain, no dominion without domain union. There's no leadership. This whole thing doesn't happen when it doesn't involve people. You want to be the big guy so that everybody will come and worship you or everybody say you are the champion, they are carrying you in palanquin. Really? May God open your eyes to see the kind of God. Look, hungry, distressed people. Every man that was in debt, distress. The ones you call vagabonds, lewd fellows of the baser sort. Useless people, David turned them into the greatest army ever. Joshua Bathsheba could handle 900 people at a go. You put Joshua Bim, or Joshua Bathsheba Adino dinner the east night. You put him in the midst of 900 warring soldiers and he's fine. But these guys, they came to David like hungry people, useless people. Now sometimes you have to be worried about what you have done with the guys around you. Yeah. And you must be crying to God, make me like David, who can make great soldiers out of useless people, billlowers out of useless people. Don't, don't Don't get into the selfishness and the pride, uh, the complacency of feeling that you are a big guy when the real thing God wants you to do is right here in front of you. How many people have you ever, have you influenced? How many people have you trained? How many people have you raised? How many people have you discipled? It's the same thing. It's all about you. All about you. All your prayers about you. Everything is just about you. It shows your maturity. Your level of maturity. It shows empowering people, creating, enabling environments You've heard that before. Huh? Helping people so they can hear God for themselves. They can know the word of God. They can use the word. That's why we teach and preach. I wrote a book, the only lesson you may spend your entire life learning. It's about the word of God. I led you through this wilderness 40 years. I allowed you to hunger. And I fed you with manna. Manna is remnant. That thou mayest know that man doesn't live by bread alone. But by every word. That, he took 40 years. And if, if you don't get it, if you to take God 100 years, he will teach. You. That's the most important lesson. You will spend your entire life learning my definition for leadership, the sacredness of responsibility. The sacredness, that is, if you are from England. The Americans are sacred. The British say sacred. Sacred is better, but if you don't make it American, way, people think you are not in touch. Was leadership the sacredness of responsibility? And I've and I've hinted on it already, Reverend Kusi. When David got to the battlefield, huh, when he was going to fight Goliath, was it David's responsibility to fight Goliath? Oh, you don't know. It was Kings who went. Ahead of their armies in those days. It was Saul's responsibility. By the way, his big brothers were generals in the army. It was not David's responsibility to fight Goliath. And nobody was expecting him. So if David had looked at him. Mm, ah, I wish I can fight this guy. Oh, this guy. Ah, and sneaked away. Nobody would even know. Responsibility by its very definition is being liable. Being in a position where your actions or inactions is the liability. Where you take blame for acting or not acting. That's what responsibility is. But I am telling you that it was not David's responsibility. The only person, the only two people who knew That it was his responsibility was God and David's conscience. Nobody was expecting him. So you can come to church and God has spoken to you. Go and give 10,000. The program they are doing, they need that money. And God gave you the money and will tell you. You come and sit down cool. He said give 10,000. You heard it clearly. He's told you. Then you come to church. And service is going on. Somebody drop his coin. And then we're all giving our 10, 10 cities, 5 cities, 100 Ghana. And then, you know, the preacher also comes around and says, let me see those who can give 500 Ghana. Someone gives five, 500 Ghana. Then you also come out. And he says, let's see those who can give. Then you also come and give your 1,000 Ghana. And you are feeling big. Shame on you. Because you've given more than everybody else. We are all here clapping for you. And your conscience and God is saying, "This is wrong." You see, there's a principle of sacrifice where one dies, all dies. One does it on behalf of all. That we don't understand. That every company is built on somebody's blood, every church, and we are all trying to play it safe. That's why nothing will work. It was Reverend Beckson who said, "They say it cannot be done until a leader, leader shows, shows up." People get into politics, public positions. People get into politics to amass wealth. That is the opposite of leadership. Leadership is sacred responsibility. Your conscience is telling you my responsibility is sacred. I must fight for people to live. I must defend them. I must do extra work. I must be awake when they are sleeping. David said, I will go fight him. They said, no, this guy is a a giant. He's been fighting from his youth. You are a youth. Don't. He said, I will go fight him. Because I know what God did with me. All the time he was training me, it was for this day. When I was fighting the bears and the lions and all the time I was in there, it it was. Apostle, please sit down. This is why integrity is one of the qualities of a leader. If that's what gives you the right to, to lead, you know, we have positional leadership. We have the positional leader. You know, we have two forms of leadership formal authority and moral authority. Formal authority is we all agree you should be our leader. We voted for you, we agreed, or you are appointed and placed there. And it's important. Formal authority is important. It must be there as a statement that everybody recognizes. But that is positional leadership. That's the lowest of all leadership. You have the right to lead. So people follow you because they must take your instructions. You know, John Marshall taught on the five levels of leadership: right, relationship. uh, uh, production, reproduction and all that, you know. People follow you because you have a relation with them. People follow you because of what you do for the organization. People follow you because, you know, and, and it goes on to the pinnacle. Anyway. The sacredness of responsibility, that's where integrity comes in. Ah. Now, so I was talking about moral authority. Former authorities, you have been appointed to be there. Moral authorities, you have the right to lead the people. You have earned the right to lead the people. Because leadership is supposed to be winning people's followership and cooperation without coercion. You are not forcing them. They say, if you say you are leading and nobody is following you are just taking a walk. So you are the people are emul. Do you know the formula for greatness in the kingdom? It's not difficult to find. Oh, there are only two things. There are only two things. God is so high; there's nothing higher. So he's always coming down to bring people up. So if you want to be chief, you have to be the humble. If the reason why Apostle Paul was the greatest was because he was less than the least of the saints. And I can show you on and on and on and on. You know, Belshazzar, God made him rule the whole world, not because he was greater, but because he was last. When they weighed him in the balance, he didn't even register in the scale. And when God put him on top, he thought it was because he was big, that's why God put him there. It's it's the opposite. Humility. The other one is the one we're talking about. Anyone who breaks the list of the commandments and teach others to do so, will be the least. The greatest in the kingdom is the person who finds the right thing, he keeps the, the word, and teaches other people to do the same. Now, so in God's mind, leaders are people who do the right thing and make others do it. Does this sound like a PhD thesis? is, Is this not simple to understand? No, no, is it not simple to understand? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every one of us here. Honey, this is what God is telling us. This is what Rulers Rally is about. Now, are you aware that the first person to lead is yourself? The principle of personal leadership. The most difficult, in fact, the first person to lead is yourself and the most difficult person to lead is yourself. Are you aware that the principle of personal leadership is what? Being proactive. And being proactive simply means that responding to your ability. Now, the opposite of being proactive is what being what? Reactive. Okay? Proactive means that you are taking the lead, you are causing the action. Reactive means other people or other things around you are causing the... It's like acting on your environment, your environment acting on you. That's that's it. Stephen Covey's best example is the thermometer and the thermostat. Now there's something in your engine called thermostat. When your engine is cold, it will warm it. When your engine is warm, it will bring down temp- temperature. The thermostat is proactive. The thermometer only responds to its environment, reacts to environment. When the weather is hot, it's hot. When it's cold. Not. So those two instruments show the difference between a reactive person and a proactive leaders are proactive. In other words, they are driven. They say the first, the, 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 one, the 1% people who rule the world. Two things about them. They are focused and they are driven. A lot of inspiration. They, they. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, let me finish. Let me just mention two more things. Two more things to you quickly and I'll get out of your way. Now, do you not understand why the unbelievers can't get this thing? Right? (laughs) They just can't get it. Right. Are you aware that oh, that's where I wanted to end but let me bring it in here now. Are you aware that in the Bible you couldn't be a leader without being anointed. Hey, even the forks and the spoons—they have to be anointed with oil. Forget about leadership without the anointing. You would, you would, you would just do your own thing. You must have the Holy Spirit, and from that Holy Spirit, you must have the seven spirits of God. All right. The spirit of lordship, which is leadership. The spirit of, it starts from the spirit of the fear of the Lord. You know it. The spirit of understanding, which is the same as the spirit of revelation in the New Testament. The spirit of wisdom, the spirit of the knowledge of the Lord. The spirit of counsel. And the spirit of the Lord, of lordship. Okay. The anointing. All right. Now. Tell your neighbor, get it right. You know, I want to be a member of this church. Your pastor's passion. When I was sitting down here, he was even introducing the company, the the, the agency. I'm like, God, give me this kind of energy. My shoes cry already off because I'm tired. (laughs) For the past three years, I've been preaching with my shoes off. But God still shows up. Amazing. Amazing. Yesterday, the power of God fell in the meeting and I was like, ah God, but I'm not even wearing shoes, shoes. Did I hear that the pastor from Resurrection Citadel is here? Did I hear that? Oh, yeah. So I prayed for them three days ago and my shoes were off, right? Good. Clap, clap, clap for them. They are good people. Now I'm finishing, Okay. I'm finishing. You see, you know, I'm not as good as you, so we have just written only 11 books. You know, this guy. And all every book I write, there's a, there's a place for truth and its verification. Of course. I'm a prophet. One day I saw a line in a book. I was shocked. I said, How did this guy know this? Later I realized he's a pastor. So Joe Maxwell. He said the first responsibility of leadership is to est- is to determine reality. I was just clapping for him. I only prophets know this. It says the first responsibility of leadership is to what? Determine rea- reality. Ha, yeah, 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 yeah. Now look at me. This age. Eh, we don't want truth, though. So our appreciation of truth, we, we, don't, we don't want it. So you hear all kind of Wise cracks, huh? And like you, you, you see the way people, the way people reason. You know, millennials, there's a reason in a particular way, they have a particular worldview. You know that you are aware. You know, postmodernism has certain key features. And that has become the world view of a lot of people, even religion. That people have not renewed their mind to say that my line of reasoning must always be in line with scripture. These guys are not interested. People are not interested in in the truth, in the reality. So, as a leader, you must be able to determine the thing you yourself you are saying is it the truth? What it at stake? Is it is it reality? Is it truth? You know that's the difference between management and leadership. Okay. Leadership is doing the right thing. Management is doing things right but you only do things right after you have found the right thing. One is about efficiency, the other is about effectiveness. You know, It's like saying, you can be efficient at the wrong thing. You understand? Somebody can say this whole structure is wrong. Give me the strengths. May God, may something happen to you. In rulers, may something happen to you. May something happen to you in rulers rally. Do you know what differentiates good leaders? Do you know what differentiates leaders from the good ones? Wisdom. Do you know what differentiates great leaders from the good ones? Courage. The Bible calls it faith. As as far as God is concerned, this whole leadership stuff is just one word, faith. Or wisdom. Or if you like, you put it in Oedipo's words. Faith is God's wisdom for man's dominion. (laughs) Asa. Ethan now before we leave here we're going to ask God to breathe on us the Bible says nobody understands what he's saying how be it in the spirit he's speaking mysteries I need the oracle of God is in your mouth. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Be on your feet. If I have found favor in your sight, (laughs) touch my lips, touch my heart. You see, Mastery. Rulership. Lordship. They are all synonyms. But mastery has got to do with skill. And God is giving you skill. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lordship has got to do with with the liberty of potential is a spiritual word. It's a word for the freeing of your potential. It's a word the spirit of the Lord is that's liberty. Your potentials are freed, they are liberated from the limitations, human. Your supernatural dimension, divine dimensions. What the Holy Spirit does. That's why when you get filled with the Holy Ghost the first time, the gifts of the Spirit start operating. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Now the Lord is that Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, now the Lord is that Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty the liberation of your potential all inhibitions and limitations are removed but I said in the spiritual way, it happens by the spirit we all will unveil face looking us in the mirror of the glory of the Lord I transform into that same image from glory to glory even as by the spirit of the Lord God will give you skill for mastery He will give you the spirit for lordship. He will give you the wisdom for rulership. It's mental. Open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth. Thank you, Jesus. lift up your right hand. The Bible says, why is there a price for wisdom in the hand of a fool since he has no heart for it? So why are you giving money to a fool to buy wisdom knowing that he doesn't want it? God came to Cain and said, look, I know the problem. The sin just it's just close to you, but thou shall rule over it. <laughs> he gave him the word to rule over sin. But it didn't mean anything to him. Esau said, Ah, I'm hungry, I'm dying, I'm fainting. You say birthright. What will birthright profit me? God called him a profane person and a fornicator. If this doesn't mean anything to you, this encounter you've got with God, God came to you. God came to us today. If it doesn't mean anything to you. Somebody was crying in heaven just because there's a secret in a book somebody was holding and nobody could open the book. In fact, that's what God showed me in a vision. I saw the Lord holding a book like this. It was like glass. This is what I gave you today. And 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 John said I wept because there was nobody found worthy to just even just tell us a little bit in that book. He was crying. All the seals on Revelation be opened over your life. (laughs) Revelation. Keys of the kingdom regarding divine health, where a man can live. Can I take and say for forty day, forty years, I never even had a slight headache. Divine health. Where the poor can be sick. Sick for what? Broke. For what? Honey, you are going to rule the earth. Imagine the kind of capacity, anointing God is giving you. Receive the keys of the kingdom. May the seals of all the books that matter. May the keys. So shall an entrance be ministered you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom. Rooms and treasury rooms that nobody has ever accessed. Give me the strings. Deaths. In the things of the spirit. Now the Lord says something to me. I don't know if I can tell you this. God said to me that 2023 is the year that would affect the next 30 years. He said 2023 is the baseline. Everything that happens in 2023 controls the rest of the 30 years. 2023 is the year of the wise master builder. That's the year to build, but with wisdom. We will lay the foundations for many generations. 2023, the church will get it right. 2023. The least of us who have such wisdom is a maturation in the spirit. I don't know why God is doing this to us. Yeah, I don't know why He chose us for this. Open your hearts, lift up your hands and receive everything that God has for you. that God has for you. Everything that God has for you. Everything that God has for you. Even the tongue you are speaking, I can tell you what you are saying. (laughs) The world is blessed because of you. The earth knows it's not worthy of you. Ora magazanda shatta, beauty for ashes. Ora mangesoma On the Sukasu Shamma Angertis Padla Clair or Song goes, you are beautiful, you are wonderful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Stretch your hand forward. And press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling. Reaching forth to those things that are ahead. Rangasashabata Sasha Bata Now place your right hand on your head. What is supposed to take you? 30 years will take you one year. 2023 is that year. You are God's man on the ground. I'm God's man on the ground. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you. There's a healing here. There's a healing in the service. There's a healing in the service. Anyone dropped emotionally. Emotionally, now dreams and visions. You can release your hands from off your head. You know what God is doing? Dreams and visions,
1: visions.
0: Is a mental picture of where you want to be or what you want to have or what you want to do. Vision is seeing opportunity, possibility, and potential. And God is giving you vision because we are going to build things that the world has never seen before in 2023 we will build structures we will build people we will build churches the Holy Ghost is doing it the miracle anointing the power to move in the year 2023 to do exploits is coming upon us Oh I see spirits I'm sure they are coming from the seven spirits of God invading this service like wolves like wolves like evening wolves Speed Mashando. I see them coming upon you. I see Bravado, boldness, courage. I see the gift of miracles where you work wonders. Open your mouth and prophesy. Something new is happening for you and for your children it's a new day my dear it's a new day I see the rain coming it's a new day, it's a new season we love you we love you We love you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. you Jesus I give you praise we love you we thank you now I see healing taking place I saw a leaf a leaf a leaf usually when God wants to show me healing he shows me a leaf I see this big leaf covering the, the whole service. It's that like they place the leaf on us. I'm sure it's one of the leaves of the tree of life. Every form of sickness and disease from tumor in the head to cardiovascular diseases depression you are receiving your healing you are receiving your healing I see three babies I see three babies there's somebody here you are saying God I want to build a university where am I going to get the money from the resource from but I see you build one of the most beautiful universities in this country and I can see the flowers I see the landscape The greenerys and the flowers. God is healing somebody. There are scales on your eyes. Glaucoma. I see the scale being removed now. I give you thanks. I give you thanks. Please be seated. I feel the anointing. I feel the anointing. Now if you're into real estate or you build or anything related to building, be on your feet. I'm expecting about 10 people. If you want to build, stuff you want to build stuff come forward senior come and stand right in front of me and come closer so more people are coming raise your hands give me the oil within 3 to 11 days God is going to come to you in a dream and he's going to show you buildings As for me, even yesterday it happened. Those are the encounters I have now. God will come to me and show me the most beautiful buildings ever. Now, you guys are going to build stuff that presently are not on the earth. That's why I have to dream big. Close your eyes. If I be a man of God, I do ra, ra. I do ra, I do ra. On the end new year. I I ra. where are the singers? I don't A strong singer, pick out for me. Honor is coming. These three years
1: are your years dear? of honor. Oh, I don't National write. honor, great
0: honor. These three years. The blessing write. is coming. The money is coming.
1: Pick it up, pick it up. I do I do I do I do Pick
0: it up, pick it up. Pick it up. I do. I do Musicians, help me pick it up for me. in a Raise your hand. My time is up. Father. Father, I'm standing in Kingdom Expression Ministries Worldwide. Where we raise rulers and subdue the earth. in our rulers rally as your prophet with your messenger that has this mandate and commission Lord I ask the release of the anointing of the Holy Spirit the spirit of Lordship upon every one person here in this service tonight let something enter into them that they cannot be ordinary. Lord, I declare there cannot be an average person here. I stand in the name of Jesus and I declare that the things that used to rule over us and take from us, now we begin to rule over them. I stand in the name of Jesus and I declare Your people will go home and find out That something new has happened They will go back and find out something new has happened Their houses will be too small for them Their companies will be too small for them Their space will be too small for them They will create new space You have increased our leadership abilities and our power to dominate and rule we thank you father bless your people in jesus name amen god bless you please be seated thank you jesus thank you jesus I say I do right. I do
1: right. I do right.
0: I don't Lift up your hand. My time is up. Everlasting Father. I want to thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We are all living here with your presence. Lord. We want to thank you. We receive the word out of your mouth. We give you praise. Thank you Lord Jesus. Thank you Lord Jesus. Thank you Father. Amen.